episode 67 of the Walking Closer podcast. We are beginning our third season. And I want to thank you for joining and listening in on this episode. Thank you for the support. I am very grateful and uh, I love being able to do this, even though, uh, you know, quite honestly, I don't care how many people listen as long as I'm making some sort of impact in someone's life, right? That's the motivation behind this. That's that's why I do this. And so I am I'm thankful for those who do listen. And um, I, I pray that uh, you will continue with me on this journey throughout this year. This is the first episode of 2020. And um, man, I was ready to get this year started. As I look back on 2019, you know, comparatively speaking, not the worst year one could have. You know, obviously, my problems for the most part are, you know, first world problems. Uh, I look back on my year and I look at the things that have happened. Sure, there are, you know, millions of people, I would probably say, that probably had worse years than I did. Probably had, you know more issues that they had to deal with and worse problems to deal with in the, the in the first month of 2019 than I've had, you know, the whole year. I get it. I <laughs> I acknowledge my circumstances. I acknowledge, you know, the reality of where I am. But, man, I was just ready. I was just, just ready. I was done. I was just ready for it to be done and uh, to be over with. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you ever... You know that feeling? You just, you're just ready for something to be over with? Yeah, I had that. And um, I guess as I look back over 2019, there were more things I was ready to be done with than maybe normal. I don't know. Maybe it was just because of a culmination of things. Maybe I was just tired. I don't I don't know. But obviously there were some, some very specific things that happened throughout the year that wore me out. That would wear anyone out, honestly. Um, and... Uh, but I don't know, man, 2019, 2019 was just a strange year for me. Uh, on top of all of the, the, the spe- specific things that I had to deal with that were life-changing. And, um, you know, I guess it was, it felt like it was a culmination of several years coming together. And because, well, let me just say this, for the past several years okay there has this there's been this constant wrestling with with god wrestling with god wrestling with the things that i uh, was taught um the ideas that shaped me as a human being as a person as as a follower of jesus you know like what what was important the things that i should focus on um you know, wrestling with the Bible, with Scripture, with certain interpretations of Scriptures, uh, wrestling with where, you know, how should I look at this book? How should I treat this book? Um, why should it hold, you know, prominent uh, position in my my life? Um, you know, wrestling with God and what was going on, and I obviously <laughs> tons of ideas of. Um, about God and who he who he was and who he what God is and how all that works um 
based on all the things that I was taught, that I was trained to believe, you might say, and, and teach. Um, there's just, just been this, this wrestling back and forth with things. Uh, you know, willing, just willing to, to face, face down things that seem to be contradictory to me, uh, things that I had questions about. Um, you know, it's a good seven, eight, nine, ten years ago. Um, and probably even before then, you know, all, all moments lead to the next, right? Um, I, but I can pinpoint about ten years ago, being very intentional about facing, facing questions that I had that uh, there were no answers to or not adequate answers. Um, facing things that I thought were contradictory ideas um, and willing to put it all out on the table and begin to deal with it. And, uh, man, you, you get to start doing that with your faith. Uh, you just get, it, I got tired. You just get tired and I need a break. Um, unfortunately, um, my personality doesn't necessarily allow for that. Um, I I will bulldog something into the ground. I will continue to research and study and try and pull apart layers and try to get to the root of things, um, and even even to the point to where it's not healthy for me. Um, it uh, I'll get stuck in my own head, trying to think through things and try to understand things, and uh, to the neglect of of other other things around me. So it's not necessarily a good thing for me, um, learning how to stop and take a break and walk away and, you know, get some rest and um, be okay with those things. Oh, man, that's so hard. It's really hard for me to do. It's very, very hard for me to do. Um, yeah, that, it, my personality, it just, that, that's what drives and motivates me. There's more to learn, more to know, more to understand, more questions to ask. And uh, especially considering the content of what I was wrestling with, um, you know, I take this stuff seriously. And that's, that's, a, that's a motivation within itself. And uh, just a nonstop, though, you know, pounding the pavement, as it were. Yeah, it wore me out. It caught up to me. Just tired, needed a break. And... Uh, you know, as a result of all of this wrestling, though, there's been this, uh, been some, what is commonly referred to today as deconstruction. Uh, it's happening over time, really. Um, if you're not familiar with the term, man, there's tons of podcasters out there, tons of people talking about this stuff. Uh, evidently, there's a lot of it going on right now. Um, the idea of deconstructing, you know, it's obviously if you construct something, you're building something. If you deconstruct something, you're meticulously taking some things apart. Uh, so you go from something that is established and built to something, you know, and basically tearing that away. And there's better explanations of that, but that's a, that's a, a good general way of looking at that. But the, the difference is, you know, it's not, it's not necessarily like you're, like you're building a house, and you tear it down. I guess it would be more kind of like a remodeling of things. You know, you still have the frame, you still have a structure, you still have a roof and walls, but how those things look and maybe even how they flow. Maybe you tear some walls out, 
um, maybe how the inside of that space looks and how it functions, that's what changes. And so a lot, you know, deconstructing a faith um, is a lot like that. Uh, because the things that you are learned, that you learn, that you were taught, the things that you're unlearning, if you will, um, the things that are being deconstructed, the, those elements, those factors, those, those things that are a part of that, those don't just go away. Those things, uh, they, 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 they hang around. They stick with you. And I think that that is something that uh, is inescapable, really. Um, so, like, f- for myself, while I do believe and think quite a bit differently than the way that I have been influenced to believe and think uh, for at least half of my life, if not the majority of my life, um, I, I still honor my past. Um, I'm not trying to necessarily run away from my heritage. Uh, I respect it for what it was. Everybody has a starting place, a starting point. There's always going to be some sort of box, some sort of structure, some sort of, of, of sphere, if you will, uh, where certain ideas and concepts are going to get you started and going. Um, but as Richard Rohr says, um, you know, I guess maybe the test of whether or not those things are any good is whether or not they catapult you beyond themselves. And um, that's that's where I've been. Um, and the problem with this deconstructing is it seem it can seem so chaotic because you have these long-held beliefs or these ideas of how things work, what's most important, and all of a sudden those don't hold the same space anymore. And you're trying to figure out how to maneuver and, and navigate all of this. And because there's lots of things going on, right? Um, and, and, and again, lots of people are talking about this. But it, it could seem like maybe this is a new thing, but I don't believe it is. I don't believe what's happening um, that you hear about the most. And what I'm talking about, I don't believe deconstruction is a new thing. Deconstruction of faith. I don't think it's a new thing. I think that it's what happens. It's what's been going on for a long time. I mean, you look at any major movements within you know, the history of Christianity, there was some deconstruction that happened somewhere, and that motivated people to step up and step out and to create new space and new movement and, and growing and, and challenging what was normally uh, accepted. Um, obviously, that's, a, that's an extreme example here. Um, most of the things I'm talking about are, are very personal. But uh, this isn't new. I think this is a part of the process of what happens with people. I think the difference now is, is that maybe we're more aware of this process. You maybe understand this process. We've been able to give language to this process. Um, there are more voices talking about it and more ways to talk and hear about it. And, you know, to share our experiences, I think people are less afraid of stepping out and challenging things. That could be a good or bad thing, but the reality is, well, I think people are less afraid of that and more willing to voice those things. I think there are more pe- maybe more people who are willing to listen and to acknowledge our failures in so many different ways uh, or the fact that there are other perspectives or other ideas and that we don't have it all necessarily figured out. 
Um, but I tell you, there one thing I see uh, in this whole deconstruction realm, if you will, I see that there are those who are going through this deconstruction, but there's no reconstruction, if you will. There's lots of tearing down, but there's no rebuilding. But it's like, you know, you you come to this place where you no longer believe that this thing is true. This idea is true. And then, but you don't, you don't really clarify what you do believe, right? You don't, it's just, it's like you've wrestled with these things this far. Um, but do you now just walk away from it altogether? <laughs> you've, it's like people are wrestling with it just for the sake of getting rid of it, getting rid of faith, getting rid of the church, getting rid of, um, you know, the idea of God and, um, you know, <laughs> what that, what that looks like in, in this world. Um, so it's like people are wrestling with all this stuff just for the sake of getting rid of it because they just don't want it in their life anymore. Um, and sometimes, and probably oftentimes, this whole deconstruction stuff, the things that people are wrestling with have more to do with the Bible than anything else. Oftentimes it's over, you know, this particular perspective or approach or interpretation of the Bible that people begin to question, they begin to ad- pursue, right? These inconsistencies that they have taught, they have been taught. Uh, there's something related to the Scripture and how they read it, how they, they've interpreted it, uh, what it means, uh, what it says, that people struggle with and wrestle with, it, and they come to some conclusions or they learn some things about it, and... Um, as a result of, you know, losing, <laughs> losing their faith, and I guess that's where the, the real problem is, in this book, they, uh, they begin to walk away. Because what do they have other than this book to affirm their beliefs, to hold to a certain ideas or concepts to be true? If it doesn't say it in the book, if the book if the book can, cannot be reliable in their minds, I'm not saying it can or can't be. I'm saying that if people come to this place in their own minds where they begin to question this thing uh, and it, it all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't hold the same in their minds uh, position of prominence or reliability or trustworthiness, uh, they put it down and it's all over with. They completely walk away. Um but, you know, for, <laughs> there's lots, lots of problems I see with that, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a moment. But for me, this whole deconstruction and wrestling with God, it's always been about a pursuit of truth. Like, I want to know what really matters. It's, that's something that's that's concerning for me. Um, I, I want to know what's most important. Like, what's going on here? What's really happening here? And I am not just simply interested in words on a page, okay? Because I live in this world, a reality. I have experiences. And so it's not, for me, it's not just about having an answer that's agreeable to like a certain group of people. Uh, I want to know what's really going on. And I want to understand reality in light of my experience, my experiences and the experiences of those around me. 
And this is why I will continue to to wrestle wrestle with God. Um, I am at least concerned about holding certain beliefs or interpretations of certain scriptures uh, that cause me to be on the inside of a group then I am concerned about, no, what's really happening here? What's really going on here? What does this really have to say? Uh, what's, uh, uh, you know, about me, about my life, um, about this existence, and what's behind all of this? Those are burning questions that I've always had, and this is why this is why I will continue to wrestle with God. Um and in the process of wrestling with God, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot, a lot of things. Okay, when I say wrestling with God, I'm talking about all things faith. Again, maybe it's some some passage in the way it's been interpreted. Maybe it's you know some collection of writings or letters that I'm looking at in relation to uh, not just their placement in the Bible, but how they were used throughout history. It's um, maybe it's uh, just a certain set of doctrines or principles that have been kind of ingrained in, in my head uh, about what's important and what really matters, right? Maybe it's how God works. Um, it's about, you know, wrestling with things about the church, whatever it is. I mean, we all do it. I mean, we may not think that's what we're doing, but we all do it. Um, it's, uh, but in the process of that, you know, I've learned a lot of things and some of my wrestling has been with with the Bible, right? And it's the same way for for lots of people. And um, you know, <laughs> I have to say that during the process of me trying to maneuver and navigate through it, through all of this and deal with it, because again, I, I'm not just so interested in deconstruction, but also a reconstruction, right? To uh, go from disorder to to order and. <sighs> I found it helpful for me at times to just put the book down and to walk away from it. Um, and some of the conclusions that I came to about how I was handling and util- using this book called the Bible um, made me realize where my faith really was. You know, I've said this before, and we have to be careful about this. Because we will take this book, and we will place this book on a pedestal, and we'll use all sorts of language to describe this book and to talk about this book. And if we're not careful, we will ha- our faith is going to be in this book and not in God, which is why if there's something, some conclusion we come to, and it doesn't matter if it's true or false, some conclusion we come to about this book that makes it, makes it kind of shaky for us and less trustworthy— um, that just ruins all of it. It puts a crack at everything, and it just all, all of it will come crumbling down because our faith is in the book and not not in God. And so I've challenged you before. You know, you want to know where your faith is? Close the book and push it aside, and then see what you have. What do you have? Do you have faith in a book? Do you have faith in God? And I think a lot of a lot of people would find might find out that. Yeah, their faith is in this book. And I know, man, doesn't this, I'm saying this, and doesn't this sound heretical? Like, right? Doesn't it sound like so just opposite of what we try to ingrain in people 
uh, which is a problem, man. That's, that's part of facing our failures here. It's we put all this stock in this book, and well, and the book itself points us outside of it. You know, this book you have people's experiences of God and what they what they were seeing, what they were dealing with, and it's their expressions of that and. The book itself says to look outside of itself. It points you outside of itself to see God. Um, and so we look at this book, and we look at all these experiences, and we want those experiences, but we don't have them, right? Or we try to manufacture them some way. That's the worst thing. And, uh, man, we can go on and on and talk about that one. We try to manufacture uh, these experiences, and... We don't have these experiences. We either just simply long for the past, which is what I did for a good for years. I just I just wished wished that I was in the first century. I wish that I would have been those people who experiencing Jesus, uh, having these experiences of God as they're written in this book. And that's that's because my faith was in this book, right? I. I had nothing else to look to. I didn't have my own experiences. I had nothing else. I had to live through people who have been dead for centuries. Like, what What good does that do me? What What good is that for me? And if, you know, someone or something, whether, again, whether it was true or not, uh, we're bringing an accusation against this book or challenge the the validity of this book, you know, that would just, that man, we would get super aggressive and fearful that we know we had to protect this book because, again, if this book is shown to be anything other than the way that I look at it, what does that say about my faith? What does that say about God? Like, what is that going to mean for me? Like, like, everything comes tumbling down. But that only happens if your faith is in the book. What about, what about looking outside the book? What about looking outside the book and, you know, you, you find God outside the book. That's where you'll find him. And, you know, so, for example, uh, my oldest daughter had to do a school project. I think I've mentioned this before, but it's worth telling again. My oldest daughter had to do a school project, and uh, part of that, that, that project was basically interviewing someone. So she chose me. And... The uh, one of the questions that she asked me was, "Why do I believe in God?" Now, <laughs> an easy answer and one an answer that you oftentimes hear from people is because the Bible says so. It's because we have God's word. It's because of the Bible and the book. Now, sit there and 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 think about that for a little while, because of the book. What does that mean to someone who doesn't look at this book the way that you do? Now, I know how this sounds, right? It sounds like I'm bashing the book. No. <laughs> what I am doing is what I am doing, I'm coming down on those who misuse this book, who look at this book in such a way where they're putting faith in this book and not faith in God, while the one could potentially lead to the other. Oftentimes what happens is we hold so tight to this book um, that we don't have the other. We worship the book. We put the book over Jesus, if you will. Right? We stick it on this pedestal 
and we don't put it in its proper place. While it can be a useful tool, while it can be something that can lead us, that can help us understand, it's not the thing in which we are to put our faith. And so when, when my daughter asked me, why do I believe in God? My answer was not because of the Bible, because we have this book. My answer was, and, and still is, because when I look in a telescope, what I see points me to something much bigger, much greater. Because when I look at a microscope, I, what I see, the world, the universe is underneath that lens, points me to something bigger, something greater. And when I look, when, when we, we, we look beyond even what we have, what we think, right, or the basics and the basis of, of human existence, and we see that there's way more going on, and we can, we can, we can see this, yeah, it points to something much bigger. It points to something much greater. When I look at the world around me, when I look at the fact that I am conscious Right? I, I am aware that I am alive. I'm aware that I have the ability to ask these questions and to wrestle with such things and to have these experiences. That right there tells me that there is something more. And so when I look at all of this stuff, I say this points to something bigger and greater. Something, something magnificent is behind all of this. That is what tells me I can take this book and there's something to it. There's something to what it says. There's something to these people's experiences. There's something to be gained from it. And so don't get me wrong. I know it sounds like I've been bashing the book. And in all reality, all reality, I'm not. I think it's extremely valuable. In fact, I think it's even more valuable today to me than it ever has been in, in my life. And I have a completely different approach to it than I had, uh, you know, in my, let's just say my early twenties and into, into my early thirties. Um, and I, I see it as even more valuable now than I ever, than I ever have, but it has its limitations. We can't live through the people who had these experiences. Uh, our life is to be in Christ. <laughs> what does that mean? Is that just something that's words on a page to you? Or does it have real significance to you in your life? Well, it affects you in the here and now. Right? That's the sort of thing that I wrestle with. That's the sort of thing that I think we're called to wrestle with. And I get it. This is not easy stuff, right? It, it, I get it. It can be difficult. It's uh, it's why I use the word wrestle, right? It's 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 acknowledging this uneasy tension and saying there's something there. I may not have time to deal with it now, or the understanding to deal with it now, or the know-how to deal with it now, but it's there. And then it's reaching that point to where. Okay, now I think that I can begin to give this thing some attention. This thing, this thing that's this uneasy tension, that something just doesn't seem right. And now I begin to face it and I begin to wrestle with it and ask questions and some uncomfortable questions, some difficult 
questions and 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 I begin to wrestle. I wrestle with it. Now I want to I want to encourage you to keep wrestling with it because the thing that I see is that I see people begin to wrestle with these things. They begin to they come to a point where they realize that something they were taught was not true or something wasn't something uh, you know doesn't make sense and they can't figure it out and what I oftentimes see, I think, is happening is is people people stop and they just throw their hands in the air and they walk away. And when we do that, we're missing out on something because it's in the wrestling that we learn. It's in the wrestling that we grow. It's in the wrestling that we have these experiences. I know it, it can suck, right? It can, man. Sometimes you just want it to be over with. You want it to be done. But it's in the struggle and how we respond. That's what matters, okay? That's what matters in life. Uh, thinking about these ideas, all, <laughs> I, can, I think at Genesis 32, Jacob is wrestling with, you know, for all intents and purposes, I should say he's wrestling with an angel. Genesis 32, 24 through 29, Jacob was wrestling with his angel, and the angel could not prevail against Jacob. Like, he could <laughs> I love, I love the story. There's so much there. It's fascinating. Uh, and so he couldn't overcome Jacob, couldn't prevail against Jacob. So he throws uh, Jacob's hip out of place. Like he, 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 he makes, does a maneuver, touches it some way, and it pops his hip out of place. But Jacob keeps wrestling with him. He, like he, think about it. I mean, he keeps wrestling with him. Uh, it doesn't take much for us to stop. You know, we, we get hurt. <laughs> it doesn't take much for us to, you know, to stop doing what we were doing, uh, and try to, uh, you know, deal with whatever it is. <laughs> Maybe if you've ever hit your, hit your, um, hit your, <laughs> you ever, you ever use the hammer and hit your finger? You know, you try to nail something. I remember one time I was sanding down a, a bar that goes up on, you know, helps you walk upstairs. I'm sanding it down, and I'm laying it on this wharf, and there's this board, a two-by-six, that's warped. And so it's it's not quite flush, and it's just enough above the other board. My thumb was coming along the side, and I'm, I'm sanding. I'm going to town on this, this this thing. And my thumb hit this board and jammed my finger. Man, it hurt so bad. I thought I was going to pass out. Um, I completely stopped doing everything I was doing. Jacob doesn't. He keeps wrestling with it. Man, the, the perseverance and the fortitude and tenacity of this guy. So the angel, okay, wants Jacob to let him go. But Jacob won't let him go. <laughs> he says, until, until you bless me. And so the angel asks him what his name is. And so Jacob tells him. And then the angel says, that's not your name anymore. You're going to be called Israel. And he says, because you have striven with God and with men, and you have prevailed. Think about that for a moment. You have striven with God and with men, and you have prevailed. You have wrestled, and you did not give up, and you kept going. There's something to this. There's something to this, even where he receives them. So the angel can't get over, can't, can't prevail against them, right? He can't win. <laughs> so he, he shoves his hip, he pops his hip out of place. And uh, there's something to this. It's like a wound. And, and, and Jacob, forevermore after that, he walks with a limp. Like he walks away limping. 
okay? And this wound is near his groin, which in those days, in that culture, was considered, this is the area that's like the, the source of life and vitality, right? And um, so there's something to that that I quite don't, un- I don't quite understand. I wrestle, and I probably wrestle with this the rest of my life, trying to figure this thing out. But he walks away, and he walks away with a limp. And I want you to think about that. He walks away with a limp, and he always has a limp. So he walks away never to be the same again. He walks away never to be the same again. And he had an experience with the divine. What does that tell you? You know, these these real connections and epiphanies and this reconstruction and reordering comes as we go through things, as we wrestle with God and, and come out on the other side knowing we will never be the same again. So what sorts of things are you wrestling with when it comes to God, when it comes to your faith and your church tradition, when it comes to the Bible, whatever it is. What what sorts of things are you wrestling with when it comes to God? I want to encourage you to wrestle and to keep wrestling. I I know I know the temptation is there at times to give up and to walk away. I understand that. But sometimes it is true. You just need to stop. You need a a temporary escape, if you will. And what's helped me at times uh, is being okay with, you know, not having the answer I'm seeking or or being okay with the idea of never having the answer, being okay with mystery. But that doesn't necessarily stop me from coming back, (laughs) coming back for round two or three or 20 or 100 even. Regardless of what it is, I want to encourage you in 2020 to keep wrestling with it. At some point, at some point, no matter what, at some point, I believe you will prevail. And prevailing doesn't necessarily mean that you have the answer you were looking for. But there's something that you learned through that process, through that wrestling, that's helping you to get beyond that sticking point, getting beyond that place and to reconstruct whatever it is that needs to be reconstructed. So keep wrestling. Keep wrestling. Don't give up. Keep wrestling. Because what you're wrestling with is too important to walk away from.